This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Well, I think, uh, obviously, that's what rivalries are about. It was an unbelievable atmosphere in here tonight. I feel bad for our fans because uh, they did everything they were supposed to do tonight. It's just great. Uh, we didn't give them what they came and paid for. I feel bad about that. Uh, but the reality of it is you got to give Detroit all the credit in the world. They played. I mean, Hogan's, Hogan was a beast. We had no answer for him. Isaiah got hurt early, and I think that really hurt us. Um, he tried to gut through it, but he really couldn't. Uh, but the bottom line is, is you know, it doesn't matter if somebody's hurt or not. You, you, Oakland's got to go out there and play. And we just could not guard him, and they sped us up. I never thought that they, they could do that to us, uh, but I give them all the credit in the world because they sped us up, and we started taking awful shots, and they turned it into a pickup-like atmosphere. There were 44 possessions in the first half, which is we're trying to play at 35. Um, and there probably were a million more in the second half. I, I did not look at the stats before I came up here. So give them credit. They said they were going to do it, and they did it. And uh, I took my hat to someone. I see things like that. So I took my hat to them. David, uh, they forced 25 turnovers. Was there anything particular they were doing, especially in the second half? Um, yeah, I mean, they were, they were pressing, um, you know, scrambling around, getting after us. But that, that was on us, I think. Um, we weren't taking care of the ball. That was just uncharacteristic from us, so got to learn from it. Um, at the same time, we didn't do a good, you know, a good enough job um, following, you know, the scouting report and you know taking away his strengths and you know making him go to his weaknesses. So, like I said, we got to do a better job. We get to see him again. Um, we got to learn from this. Sharon, it seemed like in the first half, um, Detroit was pressing and it caused you know a little bit of a. Uh, unsettling in terms of the offense. Did, did the press surprise you, or what was it about their press that gave you guys so much trouble? I mean, we, we knew that they was going to press because they, they've been doing a good job of that the last two games. So uh, I feel like we just, you know, careless with the ball. Um, I mean, they, they had a good press, we, but we just got to, um, you know, take it as we just being careless with the ball, you know, not, not being ourselves. Brad, obviously you went away from uh, Stevie Clark tonight. What was the biggest reason that you saw it once I just thought body language and all that kind of stuff. I, I gave him a chance to start the second half and he dribbled it right off his foot out of bounds. He, um, he didn't he did not play at the level that we need him to play at in the first half and I decided to go with some other people. And uh, I thought Braylon played good until the last ten minutes and then played like a freshman in a, in a game like that he'd never been in before. Um, but I, I don't I don't discount Braylon at all. I thought he did a really good job for, for the circumstances. Were you happy with how your team played under pressure late in the game? You know, they made a couple big shots. Jenkins made the curl shot, and, and Hogan was Hogan. I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what happened. I don't understand the 10-second call. I don't know if the clock started. I think if we go back and look at it, the clock probably started while the ball was rolling around on the ground because, it, I mean, it, I sure didn't seem like 10 seconds. I mean, everybody in the place was like, what happened? I mean. You look up the shot clock and it said 20, and that's what the ref goes by. So my guess is we, we made a little mistake on the shot clock, which probably really hurt us at that time. I thought that was a big thing. And, and, but we probably should have been sprinting it up. And, and a veteran guard, not a freshman, a veteran guard would, can see it there and would have probably been aware of that. So that's just a growing process. Uh, you know, were we tough enough? I, I, whenever you don't win the game, you, you want to question those things. But, again, I'm a guy that likes to give the other guy credit, you know. Uh, I, I, think, I think they were... They, you give them credit, they played a great last 10 minutes of that game. I think we had a six-point lead with 11 minutes to go or something like that. 
and they won. They won the, the you know last eleven minutes. Uh, so give them credit, especially a team that hadn't won a game. I mean, you know, in the league. So to to do that, let's give them credit. Jaleel's been a, a decent player, but kind of what he showed tonight was something that hadn't really had been seen since he's been. There. Well, I said before the game, I think he's one of the best, if not the best, give the ball to player in the league on the block. I think Jalen's really good too. Um, but one of the things that, that's happened for them by playing zone and pressing is that he's not... What they did to us is they sped us up. And they made us, you know, play faster and take shots that we really should not be taking. And we were 21 of 30, I believe, from the two. So when we took our time and got it in there, we scored at will. But we were 6 of 26 from the three because it was so easy to get it and we're firing it up. And, and that's... What they did is they di dictated the game, and that shouldn't happen to us. It did. So Hogan now, because of the zones and because of that, isn't in one-on-one -on -one defense and isn't fouling like he was. The reason he, ha he has not put up numbers like this is because he's always been in foul trouble. If you follow them at all, you know that he's always in foul trouble. We couldn't attack that or get, try and get him in foul trouble because we were go playing too fast. I mean, it was, it was a long time before we even got the ball inside in the first half. But we had the lead, so we think, we're thinking everything's great. You know, we were heading 19-9, then they came and got the lead, and then we got it right back to 10. So everybody, we're thinking everything's great, but what we were doing, we're planning the seeds to lose because we weren't running offense. We were just playing like a pickup game. And, and again, give them credit because that's what they wanted, and they accomplished it. What was Isaiah's injury? When he shot a free throw, the kid came in and checked him out and buried him in the hip. And he, it, it looks like he's got a hip pointer. And he just, you know, he just couldn't go. And, and I think that, if, you know, I think that hurt us. But, you know, I mean, it's, injuries are part of the game. Uh, fouls are part of the game. Attrition is part of the game. And, you know, we, we've got to be able to make up for it. In retrospect, did you double Hogan more than you did? I think where he really hurt us was on a couple offensive rebounds late. I think what we were, they really did is they got him a couple rebounds and he got some putbacks and and ones. How about them making their free throws too? I mean, that's something they haven't done all year. But in league play, everybody's making them against us. UIC made 14 out of 16, and then two nights later at Cleveland State, they were 10 of 21 or something like that. I mean, teams are shooting 80% from the free throw line against us in league play, so I mean, you, that'll, come, that'll all even out, though. It's a loss, you know, it's one you don't expect, it's one that you don't need at home, it's, it's, a, it's a hurtful one because it's Detroit, it's the first time Detroit's ever beaten us here. You pat them on the back and you get ready for Cleveland State, it's a long way to go, we still control our own destiny, and we still have a really good basketball team, I feel real good about this team, and uh, we're going to learn from it, and we're going we're gonna to get better. We have a great uh, deal of respect for Oakland University, uh, Greg Campy and what he's built here uh, over a period of years. Uh, this was a hard-fought uh, game. Uh, obviously, for a team to be undefeated uh, in the conference slate um, just is a testament to what they've done, uh, not only throughout the course of the season. I mean, they've uh, had high major opponents come through here, uh, lost in the closing minutes to Michigan State. I can go on and on about the things that they've brought to the table uh, to make them uh, the team that they are. For our guys, I thought it was just a great testament to the time invested uh, not only in the practice uh, floor, but the way they've built relationships off the floor. When anytime you have a new coach that comes into a program, there's a lot of adjustment periods that occur. Um, the first adjustment is they had to get used to me yelling at them. 
about defense. Uh, the second adjustment that they had to make is now uh, maybe losing the top scorer on their team in Paris Bass, and now the scouting report shifting to guys like Jaleel Hogan, who's with me today, uh, Chris Jenkins, and others. The shift of uh, injuries, you know, all the different things that have occurred, academic casualties. I couldn't be more proud, you know, of this Detroit Mercy Titans team uh, for the perseverance that they've demonstrated uh, over not only the course of the season, but over the course of change in that season. And so uh, this game is just a beginning of what is to be known as a terrific uh, Metro series, uh, not only for now, but in the future. It's something that we embrace. Uh, Greg and I have a wonderful relationship with one another, and I think it's going to just be uh, one of those things that will rival Michigan, Michigan State. It'll rival Central um, you know, Michigan, Western Michigan. I think it'll ri- rival you know, even the Calvins and, and that, that level. And so, again, 26 miles from each other's campus, you know, I think the fans got exactly what they had hoped for. Jaleel, uh, 39 points. Just talk about when you felt uh, the flow was coming. You got hit a couple times, you went out the game. Just kind of talk about when you felt that rhythm. My teammates just pushing me to be aggressive from the jump. Um, they said they weren't going to double team a lot, so my teammates really pushed me to be aggressive in a post and, uh, because that's kind of my job from the team standpoint. So they just made me be aggressive and I just wanted to do it so we can get a win. You had a huge dunk during the spurt and it seemed to fire everybody up. Just kind of talk about that sequence. Um, I just wanted to bring life to my team. Um, I feel like I'm that heart of the team. When I'm going, everybody else seems to be going. When I uh, dust myself off, everybody, everybody rallies around me. So I just wanted to bring that spark back group. What's it mean to the program? A lot. Oakland's a great team and this rivalry is going to be something special in a couple years. Um, it just means a lot and to get that first Horizon League win it feels great. Julio, when a teammate like Chris guarantees a victory out of a rivalry game, as a teammate do you like that or do you go and put a little undue pressure on the squad, especially on the road? Um, I'm a ride with my teammate. We ran together done all these conditioning tests I gotta I gotta ride my teammate um a little cocky but that's who he is McCray you said this was the biggest week of the season can you kind of expound for that well basically uh upon arriving I, I made this remark uh when I uh, had finished my introductory press conference I was looking at um, the tentative schedule um, with still uh, remaining games yet to be selected and um, I don't know if someone was playing a joke on me or not but all it read was Oakland, 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 Oakland. So uh, it seemed to me that the uh, appetite you know, uh, from our administration and our fan base um, was you know, to the tone of this Metro series and it, it was a little uncanny for me I must admit because um, our uh, former natural rival was Butler you know, in this conference. And so um, to put that level of emphasis on it um, in alumni groups, golf outings and stuff like that, everybody's asking what you're going to do against Oakland. Um, uh, Clearly it was something serious to our fan base. So, you know, to get this, um, you know, uh, type of victory um, and to prepare to get this type of victory was not only monumental, um, but it was huge, you know, not so much in the heart of uh, me as a coach, but our fan base for sure. Um, the last player I had to coach that did what Jaleel Hogan's done tonight was Willie Green, okay, and uh, score 39 points, grab 11 rebounds. You're reminded as a coach that 
your successes and your failures, you know, are wrapped around the ability of your players to execute. And so, yeah, you know, quite frankly, uh, to be pointed about it, yeah, it's, it's a thrilling win. You know, it's something that I'm sure my wife would be elated to talk about when I get home as I'm, you know, dozing off listening to her. However, uh, it's a very, you know, important win for our guys and, and my, our staff. They, our staff did a tremendous job of shifting the focus uh, to changing defenses and things of that nature. I mean, we're number one in the Horizon League right now in forcing turnovers. We're number one in steals. We've done all this in two weeks. And so to make a shift like that and to get the group engaged at this level, yeah, it is pretty special. It's not only special for me with the win, first win and all that. I'm not so ceremonious like that, but um, I'll, I'll definitely cherish this one for the, for the rest of my um, career. Corey Allen, you talked about how you look right at home here in this big game. You know, it's something to be said about the prior relationships that occur from, you know, middle school to, to high school to AAU. These guys seem so at home. I'm sure I was more nervous than the kids, quite frankly. And in these uh, backyard battles or, or uh, you know, gamesmanship brawls is something that, you know, Corey Allen, Josh McFarley, Jaleel Hogan, all these guys, Chris Jenkins, they all enjoy because these are the guys they play open gym with. You know, um, the Moneyball Pro-Am Sports League, St. Cecilia's. Uh, they're playing against these guys all the time. So the whole uh, mystique of not really knowing this guy and, and the reputation preceding them is something that's totally eliminated in a game like this. Bakari Greg said earlier that your squad was able to kind of force Oakland into play a little to play a little bit more hurried. Did the game plan go a little bit uh, according to plan in terms of how the game played out? Well, you know, we, we really don't know how teams are going to respond. Um, as you probably observed, we didn't really pick up the pressure until the second half. And so um, to speed guys up, you know, was a surprise to us. Um, we're fortunate to be the benefactors of that. But, you know, with regards to the game plan, uh, we never really know what the response is going to be to that. Some teams do well with it. Some teams don't. Last question for Coach Fire. Thank you, Coach.